Welcome to the Refresh Moms podcast. I'm Deanna Mason, your host, and I am so happy to have you here. I'm so happy to be here. And this is a special short, I'm going to call it a bonus episode, even though (laughs) it's weird to call it a bonus episode because I haven't been publishing every week, but it feels like a bonus episode because this is my attempt to explain a shift that is happening with my work in Refresh Moms, which will be reflected in the type of content that I share here on the podcast. Now, if you've been listening to my podcast for the past few weeks, you probably have sensed the shift or noticed a shift in the types of things that I'm focusing on and talking about if you've listened over the past year or so. And when I started Refresh Moms, my focus was on the business aspects of leadership. So entrepreneurship, starting a business, um, how to get your business going, how to make money in your business, how to market your work. My background in my professional career has been as a marketer. That's what I went to school for. That's what my business degree is in. That is what I was hired to do when I was working nine to fives. I've been in the marketing department in some way, shape or form in just about every professional position that I've held and have held roles as marketing manager to marketing director. And when I had children, it was the easiest thing for me to monetize when I wanted to come home in order for me to be paid while I took care of two very young children. That was a very significant season of my life is realizing I don't know how women do it. I don't know how women go to work. Not like I don't know why they would make that decision, but I I literally couldn't figure out how to go to work and raise kids. It was not, it didn't seem like I had the DNA for it. I struggled so much trying to um, balance motherhood and career. And I never desired to not work. That was never something, uh, I can't say, okay, never strong. I think there was a part of me that wondered if I would end up making a choice to stay home with my children because I do know how I am. <laughs> like, I really wanted my kids. And so I wasn't sure if I was going to make a decision to stay home. But when me and Eddie made the decision to start having children, I had no intentions on being home long term. If I did make a decision, I was going to stay home while the kids were younger than school age, possibly. And then once they became school age, I was going to you know, start back working again. That was always in my head. Homeschooling was not part of the plan. That kind of surprised me that we took that route. (laughs) It's amazing what you'll do when you feel like you have limited options in public schools, (laughs) which is what we felt like. I didn't have a strong calling to homeschooling. I just wasn't satisfied with the school's choices that we had in the area that we lived in at the time. And so I chose to homeschool, which meant another sacrifice as far as I was concerned in regards to my career. And I leaned into my freelancing and consulting with marketing. So it was a natural progression for me to 
help other moms like me, moms that wanted to be home or needed to be home, had younger children, but they had skill sets that they could monetize to help them do that. And that's what Refreshed Moms became. And it was my goal to teach them how to do that in a way that they did not burn out because I did, if you know my story, I did burn out. I did shut down my work at that time. It was ministry focused work with my nonprofit organization. And I just got to the point where I physically, emotionally, and mentally couldn't hold it all. And I shut everything down for a season of sabbatical um, in order to recover from my burnout. So Refresh Moms was started to help moms not get to that point. So Refresh Moms is now over four years old. And I feel like what I have done over the past four years is this complete walkabout, which is a phrase that my friend Dana Malstaff has been using lately, at least in my hearing, where I feel like I have been consulting, which has been, you know, lucrative for me. And I'm going to say lucrative enough for me to be satisfied with my income. I have um, been able to keep staff and pay my bills and earn a paycheck through my consulting work. But my heart's desire has not been around the consulting work. My heart's desire has been around the refreshed mom's work, which is the part that feeds the part of the mom that needs consistent rhythms of refreshment and reset. And the number one way that I know to help moms do this is by not compromising their time with God. There's all types of things that you can do to self-care, which was a huge part of my messaging when I first got started. It was a self-care hashtag on everything that I posted on social media. When the algorithm was much more friendlier and it was much more easier to make money on Instagram four years ago, shoot, a decade ago, people were making all types of money on Instagram before Instagram realized their algorithm favored business builders. (laughs) And they started changing things and making us pay for that reach. Anyway, sidebar, reels are making it easier for business owners to expand their reach and monetize. Just letting you know that that is something, if you're not doing reels and video on Instagram, you need to do it. You just need to get over whatever fear you may have or discomfort you may have about reels Um, And just figure out how to leverage reels if you want to use Instagram for your marketing, for social media marketing. I'm just saying they are they are being very, very friendly right now to the algorithm that supports video content on Instagram that may go away one day. So I'm just saying go all in right now and take advantage because they hold all the keys to the algorithm kingdom. And when they decide to switch it up in their favor, they will do it. So do some reels, make some money. And thank me later. All right. That was a rabbit trail. My marketing side of me kicking in. All right. But anyway, so my heart's desire has never been to build a business around my consulting work, even though the first couple of years, I just, 
I went all in with that because that's what people wanted to pay me to do. And that's what I knew how to do. I was very comfortable doing it. But my heart's desire has always been like, there's always been these embers burning around my ministry work. I don't share a lot about my history as a minister. I don't share that I have been a active licensed minister for a good portion of my adult life. It doesn't normally come up in conversations. Um, I think there was a period of time that I was doing some seeking in regards to that. I think I was um, searching for validation from God around what I thought was a call into ministry. I think I was looking for validation in my faith circles around women in ministry. I think there were just some things happening over the past decade to 15 years of my life where I just wasn't even convinced that something I used to be so sure about in regards to what I've been called to do, I became very unsure about and leaned into these natural gifts that I have, like administrative, executive administration and marketing, business acumen. Those things were like skills that were naturally easy for me. And just maybe that's what I'm gifted in. Maybe that's what God has called me to do. Maybe that's how I serve in ministry and kind of put my literal Bible teaching ministry hat standing in front of people in rooms or creating Bible teaching content, devotionals, whatever those things are. I I hung that hat up with um, uncertainty that that was what God had for me. And about two years ago, I felt like God was inching me back into it. And I started attending my current church. It there's man, there's just such a story behind even how God placed me in this particular community of believers. And it's almost like he started speaking to the pastoral leadership there about what he was talking to me about. And my pastoral leadership who didn't know me from anything started reaching out to me, wondering if I was supposed to be picking up a gift that I had laid down. (laughs) I am feeling the tears as I share that story of there, you know, there was just this one like magical phone call out of the blue I was in the carpool line picking up my kids. My kids at the time were attending a charter school and my pastor calls me and he's like, Deanna, I see you teaching. I see you standing on Sundays teaching the congregation. I I see it clearly in my prayers and he wanted to know how I felt about it. And my question back to him was like, well, how do you feel about it? Because I'm a woman. (laughs) And I know some of you may not be challenged with women in ministry stuff, but it was a challenge for me. And that's that conversation for someone that didn't know me very well, didn't know my background, but God spoke to his heart about me and picking back up the Bible teaching part of what 
my life is supposed to include. Um, that just did something so, it was so validating. Not because I was a woman, but because God spoke to someone without me even knowing he was talking to them about what he was talking to me about. So anyway, all this to say that now that I'm in school, now that I've taken time out to sharpen my Bible knowledge, as much as I love the Bible, I've never deeply studied it. I'm going through the Old Testament now and there are books that I've never completely read. I've never completely read. Um, never from front, from start to finish, read an entire Old Testament book. I don't think. I think I've read portions of it, or maybe I've gotten through it in a Bible, like read through a Bible in a year type of thing. Um, and once I got to the book of Leviticus, I quit. <laughs> the Bible in a year plan because I didn't understand Leviticus. Leviticus was so boring and repetitive and like confusing. I didn't get it. And so I just had no interest in reading Leviticus. And so like, that's about where my Bible reading plans would stop around Leviticus. So being able to study the old Testament deeply is changing me in ways I I never, I never even dreamed of the, the word of God is so powerful and so alive and will speak to you without needing like to be like in a church service or having a pastor teach you. Now that's, I think that's important, but I'm just saying the the word of God needs nothing added to it. Nothing at all. God will change your life when you spend time in his word. And it is undeniable that God is asking of me to completely embrace this side of me, this part of me that has been equipped to teach this Bible. And I believe that the work that I'm doing in Refresh Moms is moving into a season to reflect that focus. And I just wanted to use this episode as a way to introduce you to the slight shift in the focus of Refresh Moms, which is separating itself from my marketing business side. Those gifts are still being used um, in the boss mom space. I am a hired coach in the boss mom space with my friend Dana Malstaff even though I'm not taking private clients while I'm in school, any private client that I take most likely is going to come through that space as long as I'm on her team. All right. So I'm not going to use the refresh mom's space to focus on marketing and business topics going forward, unless it's relative to the topic that I'm teaching here in this space. Okay. So Deanna, you may be saying, what are you going to be talking about? So I've spent some time with God in prayer and with some of my business friends, just doing a walkabout, examining my heart, examining what I want, 
um, examining pricing and offers and free things and ministry things. And it's like, I, how do I package what's in my heart in a refreshed mom's LLC? I'm not a nonprofit and it's not here. <laughs> and I don't feel like God is asking me to turn refresh moms into a not-for-profit. And so I've just been trying to figure out, well, what do you want this to be? What do you want me to focus on? How do you want me to serve in this space? And so I've nutshelled it into this explanation. Um, Please give me room and grace for this to iterate. Um, But I believe this is where I'm landing in an an expression of what I want Refresh Moms to be. Refresh Moms is a community that helps overcommitted moms, overcommitted moms, overfunctioning moms, overextended moms, you know who you are, create rhythms of rest, Sabbath, and Bible study that deepens your relationship with God even when your schedule feels too full and your life spread too thin. I'm going to say it one more time. Refresh Moms is a community, it's a space that helps overcommitted moms create rhythms of rest, Sabbath, and Bible study that deepens your relationship with God, even when your schedule feels too full and your life spread too thin. And that is what I am going to nurture and create in the Refresh Mom space. You're going to be seeing things updated on my website and um, things, new things being sent via email and the way the content is going to be um, curated and published in this podcast space is going to reflect my desire to help you as a leader, as a mom who is overcommitted or um, has a lot going on because you feel called to leadership in multiple areas. I want to help you prioritize. I was going to say stay committed. I want to help you prioritize your time with God because I believe that's where you receive all of your instruction, all of your guidance, every single thing that you need to step into your call, to step into parenthood, all the life's decisions and confusions and things that are awaiting you regarding your kids. Answers are awaiting in your time with God. And our culture will trick us into thinking that we don't have time to prioritize this or it'll have us so busy that we are no longer reminding ourselves of where our true deliverance and care comes from. And it comes from him. It comes from God. But the only way we can stay connected to the source of our life is through spending time with him. And The ways that I want to help you spend time with God really revolve around these three areas. Number one, I am very passionate about your rest habits and you curating a Sabbath, a weekly Sabbath practice. Now, I also have desires over quarterly sabbaticals or 
it doesn't even have to be quarterly, but a mini sabbatical here and there throughout the year and an annual, creating an annual sabbatical approach to your rest work rhythm. But rest and Sabbath, I have such a heart for that because that's literally what saved my life was learning how to step back from work completely in order to refresh, reset, spend time with God, spend time with family, spend time with friends, eat good food, sleep, nap, all those things to refill myself, to be empowered, to step into the work for the week. But rest and Sabbath, that's like one of my main goals is to help a community of mom leaders curate this for themselves in a way that feels refreshing and restful and aligned with their current season of parenting. All right. The second thing, I would like to help you with your daily Bible. Don't want to say Bible, your daily spiritual practices. So daily spiritual practices don't necessarily include deep times of Bible study, but they can definitely include times of meaningful connection and walking with God. And I want to give you tools to plug into your days that feel very busy and full in a way that keeps you growing and knowing the Father throughout the week. That's really important to me. So your daily practices, your daily rest habits, your daily spiritual cultivation habits, faith cultivation habits, your daily time with God. I want to help give you things that you can plug in. Now, I'm not going to give you a step-by-step, but I will introduce you to tools and approaches and resources, and you can plug and play with those until you find the things that work for you where you are today. But the number one thing I want you to do is like, this is important. Spending time with God is important. (laughs) Spending time with God is important. And even if I only have 15 minutes in a day, to say, God, this is your time. I want you to have things that you can put into that 15 minutes that you know will be meaningful, that you know will help you commune with God. So your daily faith practices, I want to help you with that. And the last thing is I have a heart, such a heart to teach moms that feel like Okay, so let me let me back this up. When I started school, in my school is a nine-month commitment. So relatively speaking, that's not that long when you think about school and people going to like a seminary or something like that. My um this is not a seminary, but it is a um a Bible school. It's nine months, the program is nine months, it's accredited, and It's about a 50-hour-a-week commitment with lecture and homework, Okay, which is why I had to stop working. And I had women in my direct messages and in my text messages on my phone literally asking me, how are you pulling this off? How can you pause everything that you're doing in order to accomplish that? And 
I, I do plan on answering those questions around different topics um, in the future for women that feel called to for a season of study. Because there are women that I believe God that are in this space that may be listening to this podcast right now that God is calling into ministry work. There are Bible teachers and ministers that are listening to this that you're currently maybe not active in Bible teaching or ministry, or maybe you are, but you know that God is like, I need you to sharpen your skill set. I need you to know me more. And in order to know me more, you need a season of study, right? Um, so I plan to answer how I've done this and share this path, this journey. Um, I will say that this has been extremely difficult as well as extremely rewarding. <laughs> They both hold space very, very profoundly. Many, many tears shed, happy tears, tears of God speaking to my heart and growth and tears of this is just freaking hard. (laughs) This is so hard. Not knowing who to choose, not knowing if I need to choose my kid or this homework that is due, not knowing if I need to choose Eddie or this homework that is due. (laughs) So many stories to share. Oh, but I will share them over time in podcast episodes and probably within series that I teach because I want, I don't want to just act like making a decision for study in this, you know, in a formal way is easy in a season of motherhood because it isn't, at least it hasn't been for me. It might be for other mothers. I'd love to even talk to other mothers that have made this decision. But anyway, I've had a lot of moms wanting to know how am I doing this? And so I have been talking to my Bible teacher friends. I have a friend that is a director of a school called the School of the New Testament. And this is also a school that I went through, which was not nearly as um, time consuming, even though when I took it, I thought it was so time consuming. (laughs) It was like nowhere near. It's about a 10 hour a week commitment, maybe 10 to 12 hour a week commitment. But that that's a lot when you're putting it on top of working and homeschooling and all the things. But um, I was talking to her and told her I have this dream of creating a school for moms that is accessible to their season of life. So how can we teach them to inductively study this Bible in a way that doesn't feel like the way I feel, <laughs> like how I feel right now. And I don't, I'm going to say, I don't know if it's possible, but I'm going to give it a go. I'm going to give it a try because I do think that part of this study or commitment to study, there is a sacrifice required. I just think that's part of it. I just think that's how God works. There is a sacrifice that is required and you may not even know what that sacrifice is until you're in it. That's and I'm, I'm raising my hand. I think I thought I knew what the sacrifice was going to be, but didn't realize how many different things I was going to have to lay at the altar as I study. I didn't know. And it's like every week, sometimes it feels some weeks feel like daily. I'm laying something at the altar. Like I surrender this. Okay. I surrender that. Okay. I give that back <laughs> to you. It's just been something. So I do think there's a a journey of sacrifice that is tied to him nurturing the parts of you that he wants to grow and use. Okay. Or just because he loves you, (laughs) just because he loves you may not have any other purpose besides I love you so much. I want to help you here. 
But anyway, because of that, I want to offer opportunities for inductive Bible study. Deanna, what is inductive Bible study? Inductive Bible study is a way to study the Bible that is not deductive, but inductive. All right. So that I I hate defining things by using the same word, but let me just um, define deductive very loosely. Deductive is when we approach the Bible, and this is the way I was, with an understanding of what we think it says. And then we go to the Bible and support to look for support of what we already think we we know or understand or believe. I believe that God is love. All right. And so now I'm going to go and look at scriptures or find scriptures that support that God is love. All right. Now God is love. That is the truth. That is, that is something that is true. Um, So sometimes deductive study is, doesn't lead you down the wrong road, but Inductive study is where you approach it the other way. Like, I'm going to let the scriptures lead me to what they're actually trying to say. And if it conflicts with what I thought I believed, I'm going to submit to what I now understand scriptures to be saying to me. And so part of inductive study means that you have to take time understanding the background behind what was written, which includes the author, who wrote this and why did they write it and who did they write it to, who received these words firsthand, um, who heard these words firsthand, what was their culture like, what was going on in their um, history at that time, why would, what would these words mean to them? if they were going through that particular thing in that time of history, what was the historic, what are the historical considerations that I must understand about the people that wrote this and heard this? That was the intent of the words. The intent of the words was the intent that the author, why the author wrote it, it's very, very important to understand how the person that received those words would have understood what was written. And if we can understand that and then say, now, how does this apply to a 21st century Christian? What would be the principle that I need to take away from this? Um, it'll change your heart significantly when you learn how to approach scripture inductively. And it's a skill that I want every single, I want my kids to know. I'm teaching my kids how to approach their um, reading of the Bible inductively. I want my husband to know how to do this. I just feel like it's a skill that every Christian should have in order to, and I'm going to say this and I mean it, properly engage with the Bible, properly engage with Bible study. But it takes time to study. And so I have a desire to help you inductively study this Bible. So I want to record um, mini lessons or lessons or teachings that take you through inductive approaches to passages, scriptures, books of the Bible, however, I feel like God topics, whatever God is leading me. But one day I also want to open up a Refresh Moms Bible school where moms can come and study 
hopefully in a way that is more palatable or accessible to their season of motherhood and leadership. That is my heart's desire to develop. And it will have to wait until I'm out of school, but conversations and brain trust and um, walkabouts are happening as I consider what this could be. But I do know it can start with using this podcast platform and my Patreon community, Refresh Mom Sabbath Rest community, and my emails to start rolling out opportunities for you to study, whether deeply um, during your Sabbath rest or a daily approach to cultivating time with God. And that is it. Those are my things. Those are my things. That's the direction that I'm bringing Refresh Moms into. Um, your Sabbath rest and your rest practices, your daily rhythms around rest and um, cultivating your faith. I should include that and I should include your daily rest habits um, in your daily rhythms as well. And opportunities to inductively study the Bible deeply. That is it. I hope you stick around. If it's not for you, if it's not what you signed up for, this is not why you joined the Refresh Moms community. I completely understand. I completely understand. Um, so trust me, I know that I am making a shift in how I serve. So I completely understand if this is not what you came to this community for. You may say, I have people to teach me the Bible. I have spaces where um, I am nurtured spiritually, or I have no desire to be nurtured spiritually. <laughs> I get it. I completely get it. But I do want to um, be obedient to what I feel like God is asking me to do. And this is where I am. So that is it. Um, I do want to say, I, I wish I would have said this at the top of it, because I, I don't I don't know if you're going <laughs> to listen all the way to the end. But if you happen to be listening all the way to the end, I will say I want you to mark your calendars for the next Refresh Mom Spiritual Rest Mini Sabbatical. We are about to open the doors to early bird registration. And I'm going to go ahead and give you dates. Wow, I feel like I am about to tie myself to dates. Here we go. It's going to be the weekend of October 21st, 22nd, and 23rd. So mark your calendars. If you are looking for an opportunity to step away from work and kids in order to spend time with God and spend time resting and refreshing. We're going to do it this fall in October, and um, I'm looking forward to supporting you with that mini sabbatical experience. All right. That is it. Stay refreshed. We'll chat soon. Bye for now.